0: it's time for The Rush with Putkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Lehman showing blitz.
1: We're getting close. We are getting close. 21 years, today, man.
0: 21 years ago today, that play happened. It's old enough is to that drink. Right? That play is old enough to drink. It's How old right. does that make you feel?
1: Oh my gosh. That's incredible. How old it? Yeah, it makes me feel incredibly old, just like every other thing I do during uh, my day to day life. Get out of bed, <laughs> uh, try and put my shoes on. Play with my son. Yeah, all of those things make me feel old.
0: Uh, the wow. One, the one thing that will make my weekend, especially my Friday of OU Texas, is if someone comes to, to us at the Omni tomorrow and says, Hey, Teddy, what were you thinking when that ball's in the air? Were you thinking just catch it, man? What, what were you thinking that ball's in the air, that there no one? <laughs> uh, I hope that happens tomorrow. I'll tell you what's
1: funny. So, Roy Williams and I um, went and did a quick little interview for um what's it called OU's little uh, the um, the ongoing almost like a behind the scenes look like almost like hard knocks type of deal to have going oh, on Oh yeah ESPN on plus ESPN plus yeah
0: yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: So we sat down and did an interview for that for the Texas stuff and I told I, I said you know there must have been somewhere around a million OU fans in Texas's end of the uh, of the Cotton Bowl that day, because feels like everyone I talked to says that they were in that end zone right where it happened <laughs> right, on yeah. that day, and I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, there were. I guarantee there were some OU fans there. Not a lot, but there were some in that end zone, but. It just doesn't really match up with the amount of people that told me that's where they were sitting.
0: It's the same amount of people that were still in the stadium when uh, Samaj P. Ryan broke the single-game rushing record <laughs> against, against Kansas. Kansas. Yes, right around
1: 38,000. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Good stuff. Well, yeah, 21 years ago, it's crazy. Um, you know, I, I always laugh about that game and how how – how people remember it as, like, the greatest day ever. And it was a 7-3 football game with, like, two and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. I know. And I I don't even know. Like even if we won that game today with the exact same result, would people be happy or would they be pissed off that our offense couldn't get anything I told you, Gabriel
0: going? sucked <laughs> <laughs> the defense scored more than he oh, did man. no I, I hear you like it, it's almost as if well you're trying to come up with a little bit of a program shift back to the defensive side so far not going all that well but I, I don't know if like we've been ruined around here but it's like we are programmed to think that a win's not a good win unless you score over 31 points it's 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 really interesting.
1: Yeah, win's not a good win unless you score over 31 points. And as soon as you score over 31 points, the other team just sucks. Yeah. You know, so basically. it's like, uh, you know, you can never win. But I do understand it. And, you know, the funny thing is that, that was, that is the, and I can't speak to the Switzer eras and, and, and those, but like that, I'm lucky. Like The four years that I was there, I feel like, was the honeymoon phase. Yes, it was. And after that, it's, it's slowly changed. I think after, you know, I, feel, and I don't know because I wasn't around as much, but I feel like people, they were upset about the LSU National Championship game. We should have won it. It was a massive disappointment. But I don't think people were pissed. I mean, they were pissed with the – the LSU fans and how the whole thing went down.
0: You were hopeful. But, like, you knew what you had coming back in '04. Like I think Bob like walked right. out of the Superdome that night, like pumping his fist, saying like "We'll be back." And everyone thought like "Yeah, that stinks," but you won one in 2000. You'll be back in '04. It, it, it's okay.
1: Well, they were back in '04, and the way that that national championship ended, I think that was the. I feel like that was the official end of the honeymoon. And then when you get back to the title in 08 and don't win that one, I I feel like that was the official new era of Oklahoma football. Yep. And it's been an angrier one. And I understand it. I do. Because we're going on, you know, the only thing that's older than that play that you just, uh, you know, started the show with. Is the national championship trophy sitting Jeez, up there in the Switzer that's
0: sobering. Center. Nice.
1: You know what I'm saying? Ah, so I, know. I I I understand the understand the feeling from the fan base. Now I will I will you know admittedly the way things have changed in college football have made it way more difficult on Oklahoma to win another national championship than they were whenever, you know, we played for three out of five years or three out of uh, four years, whatever that was. Um, you know, things are different, and it's way more difficult now. Like, if you go off of the old BCS system, like, and it had never changed, we probably would have played in a couple of national championships since then, you know? Yeah. Um. So it's it's definitely more difficult. doesn't mean we can't do it, but – That 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 tier is way more difficult to uh, to jump into than it's ever been.
0: Yeah, no, it really is. And the uh, that's interesting. You you think the honeymoon for Bob lasted five years? Um, Did the honeymoon for Brent last five games? (laughs) I kind of think it uh, depends on what happens this weekend. I and I've said it a couple times. It's however you feel about the second half of the season is going to completely depend on what happens on Saturday. Like, a lot is yeah. forgiven. And, I, and this is not some great Texas team, and, and no one's saying that it is. They're a two-loss team that's unranked. Um, but I think a lot could be forgiven if you win on Saturday. And there's a whole lot more of a hopeful outlook moving forward if you can win this game. But if you lose this game and you lose this game because you play poor defensively, as dark and gloom as Monday was, I don't – I don't want to see what next Monday is going to look like. That ain't going to be fun.
1: That's right. I mean, this is, all, all
0: that this is a massive game. Like two unranked teams, but for OU and Texas, I mean, it's it's huge. It's massive.
1: And let me throw another um, let me throw another one out there. You know who we play next week?
0: Uh, the University of Kansas is what I've heard. That's right. Unless they cancel it.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh listen, we just want to let you guys know we've had some uh sprinkler issues. Can't get the sprinklers off. What do you guys say we uh reschedule this one for next fall? Yeah. Um well, here's the thing. All right. I I i still I I still feel like we 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 are a better football team than Kansas right now. And and I do not I do not dispute that at all. But I, I think TCU beats them up there in Lawrence. But because of all the craziness going on up there, they got game day, just the energy that's going to be in that stadium for them. I, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Kansas beats TCU Absolutely. and is still undefeated in this conference and undefeated coming to Norman. And, like, there may be a decent chance that we're coming off of a uh, a loss to Texas and we've lost three straight and we're hosting Kansas and buddy, let me tell you something at that point, there's going to be some serious soul searching going on and l- loss of confidence. And like, that is not a situation you want to deal with no, because it's not. like is as good as Kansas may be coming to town. Right. And I, I don't care if they're undefeated and ranked in the top 10. If you lose that football game, No one's going to care how good Kansas is. Nope. It's still a loss to Kansas, and all anyone thinks of of Kansas is that they're the worst program in all of college football. So, not to get ahead of ourselves, but yeah, no kidding. (laughs) That's just kind of that's just kind of the nature of the. Don't lose Saturday
0: is the point here. Don't lose Saturday. (laughs) All right, your uh, your opinion can totally shift. Well, not totally shift for right now, but you get the point here. The spread's still nine and a half. Um, am I, I, I guess, not surprised maybe, but I I guess I just don't see why the line shot up almost a field goal now that Quinn Ewers is starting. I kind of thought that he was going to start to begin with.
1: Well, I think it has probably a little bit more to do with, um, there's probably word leaking out that, my guess, is it probably has more to do with Dylan Gabriel not playing than it does, Quinn Ewers playing.
0: Really? Because, my I, I mean, yeah. it, social media today is acting like he's going to play on Saturday after the uh, video that OU Football uh, put out, which I don't believe for what? a second that they didn't know that he was in that video shot.
1: What video did they put out? So
0: um, just go to OU Football's Twitter page, and it's just like a highlight from practice, like moving forward type of thing. And I think it's Gavin Freeman on like the jugs machine, like catching a pass. And if you look closely, there's Gabriel in a blue jersey wearing pads, throwing the ball, kind of you know off to the side of him. So everyone's all
1: the focused on focused on what's ahead. too?
0: yeah, yes, yes. Did you find it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Let me know. It'll and be to the right hand side of the screen when you see uh, Gabriel. You'll see Gavin Freeman, and you'll see no. That blue I, jersey. I
1: saw him in the back and. And, like, what's the feeling? Is that because he was there in a blue jersey that, that he's going to play? Well,
0: it looks like he's involved in practice. Ah, oh, man, he might just play on Saturday.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's fascinating. I'm not saying that. I think that,
0: he's in pads in, in that video, right? So, yeah, you know.
1: Um, Which you can, know. you can have I, uh, a concussion
0: and still be in pads. I mean, y- you know. I, I don't know. Sure. I just, it just doesn't definitively tell me anything it could yeah. be an old video no, no. for all I know I mean who knows
1: that's what I was that's what I was about to say is I don't know where they've compiled all of those um all those different that be real from like is that is that really this week or is that you know just kind of stuff thrown all together throughout but I don't know uh, I, how do you feel about uh Dylan Gabriel playing
0: I think it's I, – I, I would guess that he's not going to play or start on Saturday. I, I,
1: percentage on, chance?
0: Um, 20% I would say. I, I honestly have no idea. It's just a feel. It's just a guess. But that's what my guess is.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, well.
0: it, 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 like, if it was actually a concussion that was suffered on Saturday, then I feel pretty good about my percentage chance. But I, like Parker and I were talking about it earlier – I guess we don't know for sure it was a concussion. It sure looked like it probably was, judging by the hit that was taken, but I I guess we don't know for 100% certainty that that's what happened on that play.
1: He's, yeah, it was a concussion, and he was in the concussion protocol. Vinable said that. He's in, he's like, I don't have any updates. He's, you know, he's in the protocol. So, you've got that going. Um, I think I would put, Dylan Gabriel playing somewhere between, I like, I don't know, zero and one percent.
0: or is that Teddy just trying not to leak out any information to the opponent this week? Is that what this is all Dude, about? Just,
1: just think about it. Matt, imag- okay, let me let me give you a scenario. Uh, Dylan Gabriel did in fact have a con- concussion against TCU. All right. We'll say that's part of the scenario. Yep. And then he he passed all of his tests with flying colors, aced them all. Everyone at the facility, all the people involved with checking out his his squash have all signed off. He's back to one hundred percent. There's no lingering effects. He's got no symptoms. He feels great. Zero hangover or whatever you want to call it from from last week's injury okay we given him the thumbs up he's going to go play all right plays three quarters of the football game looks like himself um you know then he scrambles keeps it dives for a first down on a fourth and fourth and three has a big collision and suffers a concussion there on the field okay You, what do you think the fallout from that is?
0: Uh, Even if he's not knocked out cold, very significant. Yes, we all know that answer to that. Just tell him to wear one of those uh, concussion helmets that they wear during fall practice. Yeah, that's that's legal, right? It should be.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we'll just uh, put one of those big shells on his on his head. No, I
0: mean every narrative will come out. Like they'll they'll use it as a negative recruiting tactic. All that. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I hear you.
1: Oklahoma doesn't care about their players. They're throwing Dylan Gabriel out there till the wolves because they've lost two straight. Uh, you can tell what's the most important to Oklahoma. I mean, that's how that, that situation ends. So I don't think, I don't think he can play no matter what the situation is. I don't think he can play even, like they say that Tua didn't even have a concussion in the first game. And he got knocked out on Thursday, and like it still sparked an investigation, and they're changing the rules of the game, and um, Miami Dolphins are horrible, and they fired their their medical physician that's in charge of it. So like that's what you're up against. So that's why I think there's there's somewhere between zero and one percent chance that he plays. Uh,
0: text line. God, uh, it's so funny. Um. Text line is asking, um, in this scenario, did, did Dylan get the first down?
1: <laughs> well, when, when I I was laughing to myself whenever I said that. He goes out and he plays, and he's himself. You know, I just knew someone was going to text in. What do you mean himself? Like he's overthrowing wide open oh, receivers? Oh, God,
0: yeah. <laughs> Billy Bob played with a concussion in uh, Varsity Blues, and everything was was just fine, right? Billy yeah. Bob can do it. Everyone can do it. It's It's all good.
1: You think, I'm surprised no um, Instagram video of Dylan Gabriel sweating like crazy in class has uh, come out like Billy Bob was.
0: Not, yeah, 918. Teddy is trying to divert attention away from Canic playing quarterback. Hashtag canic <laughs> to quarterback. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh,
1: you know what I'm saying, though? I mean, that's. Okay, I do know, know what you're saying. I
0: I, and, and I, I mean, I, I do. But when is the right time then? Because under your scenario, he pla- passes every test with flying colors, then when is it socially okay to put him back
1: in the game then
0: or in a next game? week
1: after you miss one game I'm sorry that that but that is the way that it is now, but it is i he didn't even miss one game and he was knocked unconscious out there on the field. I hate that I hate that it has to be done through that type of. Like it's 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 not medically related. It's you know it's po- politics or know. you know yes. just the yes. the way it looks.
0: Yes, it's a very it's an bad unfortunate time. reality. It's a very bad time to have a discussion or have a concussion is 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 what it is. When uh, no you've doubt. already lost a uh, couple of games, text line saying that why did, why can't Dylan Gabriel just wear the blue practice jersey during the game on Saturday?
1: You could try that. That would be that would actually be good if you you just pull it off because it's like um, I mean it's instinct at this point that defensive players just pull off of the blue jersey. It's like ingrained in your in your DNA at this point. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I remember Jalen Hurts wearing different cleats than everyone else in his first start, and thirty percent of the fan base was he's selfish, dressed like the rest of the team. Red cle- was it? Red cleats that he was wearing. So, even a blue jersey, out of precaution, might uh, might upset some people. Who knows?
1: Wow. Yeah. I just received a text message, and it's not what I wanted. Tell everyone to start with a full tank of gas already in uh, stopped traffic and one hour behind schedule in Paul's Valley.
0: Really? I, uh yeah. I read – there was an article today on News OK. It said – OU Texas football fans assured minimum four lanes open on I-35 for game weekend.
1: Well, I was hoping that was the case last week whenever I went down because, you know, I was able to beat some of the traffic and take like a back road around. And it looked to me like there was just guys out there kind of sealing joints and stuff. Uh, where the construction was still going on in Paul's Valley. I was hoping they were going to be done with it by this week, but um, not according to this texter who's sitting in, in traffic right now.
0: Well, I hope all of you driving down to the game uh, don't hit much traffic. Uh, no, no. I, don't, I don't think I'm going to hit any traffic on the way down there, but I hope the rest of you make it down there just fine.
1: Boy, if that isn't a flex from, uh, from nowhere, I don't know what is. Yeah, it's a well, why won't you hit any traffic, Tyler?
0: I me and seven other people are uh, going to be on a jet heading to uh, South to Dallas tomorrow <laughs> 10:15 takeoff time. Yeah.
1: Man, look at you. I'm really
0: I'm really nervous about it because like picture this, okay? And you've seen it several times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be pulling into a private hangar. I'm guessing is how this thing works. I'm going to be pulling up in a Nissan Altima to get in on a private jet. You know what I mean? Right. I just don't
1: I wouldn't be So much concerned with that. I'd be concerned with, like, you're going to spill something in this, you know, $4 million jet. That's happening within the first 10 minutes. That's the problem. Yeah, I've already, that's
0: definitely going to happen. It'll be embarrassing too. You will
1: somehow make an ass out of yourself uh, on that (laughs) flight, on a 50 minute flight. 35 minute flight. 35 minute
0: flight. (laughs) I can do this.
1: How do you do? Do you do okay on on flights? Or do you get, like nervous? Yeah, or? no,
0: I, I I do great. Um, I break a N95 mask ten minutes in the flight. Spilled uh, chips and salsa on me. Twenty minutes in the flight, I'm great, man.
1: Moss. Awesome. No, no, I'm saying like, does turbulence and stuff like no, that bother you? No, Wanna not f- not at all. Okay, not at all. Okay, good because whenever you get get on that, like you will feel every single bump. It's it's a little bit different, but. Man, it's the best thing in the world. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hanging out at Pryor's Pizza Kitchen today right here in Goldsby. you got to come check this place out. It's the place to come hang out and watch football throughout the weekend. They've got pickleball courts. They've got cornhole, ping pong. The outside sitting area is amazing. Here inside, you've got some of the best pizza and these coal-fired uh, uh, stoves to make the pizzas. They've got a full bar. They've got TVs everywhere. The uh, football watching here is excellent. Come and check us out. We'll be back with more next.
0: Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Beats and bites his bag at Riverwind. And this time. There's Sark. Steve Sarkeesian announced today that Quinn Ewers will start for Texas on Saturday. Before we talk about that, let's uh, quickly go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Tyler, do you have a sippy cup you could take on the private jets? It's actually a really good idea. I don't know if you still have <laughs> one at your house, but if you do, yeah. I'd love to borrow it.
1: Um, you need one of those those drinks that everyone takes around now. That's got like. It's on straw and everything to it. You know what I'm saying? Like You're talking about like a
0: tumbler like a with a built-in straw? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like a grown-up sippy cup. That's what you need.
0: Uh, Tyler, don't spill the Jack and Coke on your lap. Uh, well, it was uh, rum and Coke, <laughs> but I, I, I see the point there. And you'll love this one. I was talking about the uh, the mask that I broke on the flight. Back in 2020 when you had to wear masks on flights and someone says, huh! Still wearing a mask this far into the pandemic with a facepalm emoji. Good God. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I knew that's great.
1: That oh, and I know you know this, but the rule is if you don't take a picture, uh, you and your wife a selfie getting on the plane and then pictures on the plane and post them all to social media, didn't happen. then you didn't actually uh, take the flight. So that's just a quick reminder. Make sure you brag to everyone that you're doing it.
0: Yeah. From the 405, it is bad form to take a dump in someone else's private jet. Uh, Jim in Arlington says, is Teddy, <laughs> is Teddy the president of the Goldsby Chamber of Commerce or mayor yet?
1: Uh, neither. I have thought about throwing my hat in the ring, though, uh, the next, next time the elections come around, which I don't know when that is. Does
0: Teddy eat fair food? <laughs> Teddy walks in and leaves that place as quickly as possible. It'll be hot, and he'll still have a hood over his head, so nobody has to see him walk out of that place and say, Hey, Teddy, what would you think of the ball game today, huh? Sooners played a little bit better defensively, didn't they? It's his greatest fear.
1: Yeah, they never say that. They never say they played better defensively. Um, I got to tell you, man, and I know I say this every year, but I'm even more resolute than I've been before. The Fletcher's corn dogs are not cooked properly at the fair. They're not – done. it's too gooey on the – it's not supposed like, to be gooey. It's like
0: Neapolitan pizza. They got to cook it a little bit longer. It's too gooey.
1: Yeah. Mm. Come on. Keep that sucker in that grease for an extra couple of minutes. Soak what, it all you up. ask
0: him that on Saturday? Like, eh, can you actually dip it back down in there for a couple minutes? That good? Yeah. yeah let's <laughs> just do that instead.
1: Dip am dipping in there nice and deep, Black.
0: Like. Oh, gross. I just got a visual that I did not need on this day. <laughs> <from> <laughs> what do we got on the AD. text line? Uh, a, a lot, but Quinn Ewers is the big story today. He individually moved up the line from Texas minus seven to nine and a half. Uh, honestly, man, this doesn't change my opinion of the game all that much. Quinn Ewers over Hudson Card. How much, if at all, does it change your opinion that he's the starting quarterback on Saturday?
1: Not at all. Um, I, if I had to pick between the two, I would probably prefer that the Ewers kid play. Um, you know, he's the youth and inexperience, um, are what you want on the other side in this game. No doubt. Um, and I know that that's what we're going to have. Whoever's playing quarterback for us, it's going to be their first OU Texas, which is does not have a very good record. Uh, whenever it's your first as a quarterback, your first OU Texas game. So just throwing that out there. But uh, I, I think that I think that Quinn Ewers is built up way too much off of what he did in the first quarter against Alabama. Um, he made some nice throws, made some nice plays. But right, I'm not ready to – like, they still should have won the game with Hudson Card playing the rest, you know? Um,
0: and it's not like Hudson, Hudson Card, Card played terrible that day either. Like, Ewers no. is, well, he moved the ball on Alabama. I mean, He was 9-12 for 134 yards, but this isn't the Bama defense of 10 years ago. And this isn't college football 10 years ago either. Like, Bama's been a little bit more gettable defensively these days than they have been in the past. And, yeah, it's not like Card completely fell off the cliff. He was 14-22 for 158 yards. So he even had played right. decently well.
1: Yeah, and like, not only is that not the Alabama defense of 10 years ago, it's not even the Alabama defense of October, you know. It was the second game of the season, which I'm not sitting here trying to – make excuses for Alabama, I'm just saying that I'm kind of shocked, actually, that Quinn Ewers is going to get the start whenever you got Hudson Card coming off of what is by far his best performance as a Longhorn. He was excellent, and I've watched that West Virginia film. He was excellent in that game. He made some great high-level throws, like not just accurate throws – he was throwing guys open. He he did some really good things in that game, and you know, I they're they're going to bench that and go back to the guy that's never played in this game and hasn't played since week two. Yeah, It it's played like kind f- of a shocking move. Five
0: and a half quarters, maybe, of college football in his career. You know, yeah. I mean, I I, I I hear you, man. I. I um, I thought that you know maybe they would say all right he's available to play and if Hudson Card struggles then we'll go to him but just to go to him like it I I think you talked me into I it didn't change my opinion but I think you did talk me into a little bit that I feel better about this thing now now that he's starting instead of Hudson Card
1: yeah and it doesn't mean that he's not going to play well I, you know he can go out and play well we have to we have to make it as tough on him as we can. Defensively, but Hudson Card was twenty-one to twenty-seven for three hundred yards and three touchdowns um, against West Virginia. You know, and he did some things like he can move around and run a little bit as well. He's more—I think—he's more athletic than Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers agree is with that. basically a statue back there, which you know is another benefit for us. I compared to the two quarterbacks we've played the last two weeks, and Adrian Martinez and. And uh, Max Duggan, I both of these quarterbacks are not that. You can hit, you can hit
0: Quinn Ewers up. If you heat him up, you, there's a chance you can have some success. And he's coming off an injury too, man. Like who, who knows? Right. I, I, I don't know, man. It's just, I. I All of that to say – I thought it was a strange move. I thought it was a strange move, and I thought it was strange that the line moved up two and a half points. That's significant, man. I don't feel like there's a lot of players that can make a line move from seven to nine and a half. I think that we're overvaluing Quinn Ewer's involvement in this game quite a bit. Now's a great time to take OU in the points, by the way. OU plus nine and a half. Get on that now.
1: Yeah. Well, I I don't know – that may just be because there's been an influx of money come in on the Texas side because, you know, it's just like anything else. It, the best quarterback is the one who's not playing, right? So now that you get the guy that hadn't been playing, uh, all is right in the world. But, yeah, man, I'm I'm surprised you got a quarterback that's got the hot hand and you're going with the other guy. And there's – I don't know the dynamic in their locker room, right? I have no idea. But when you're coming off of a your best offensive performance, and maybe everyone hates Hudson Card, I have no idea. But it's got the potential to kind of drive a wedge through your locker room, right? Well, it's, it's like, like the text line is
0: saying it's the Chris Sims in over Major Applewhite situation, potentially all over
1: again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm Fascinated by it. Uh, We'll just kind of see how it unfolds. Like, if I had to pick right now, I'd say both quarterbacks for Texas play. Um, I think Quinn Ewers either gets banged up again or, you know, has some mistakes and they go back to the hot hand. And by that time, you know, like, what's his mindset like? I don't know. Strange move there by uh, Sarkeesian, but I'm glad they made it. All right. Quick timeout, more from The Rush coming up. Hanging out at an awesome spot out here in Goldsby. If you haven't been here, you got to check it out, Pryor's Pizza Kitchen. It's one of the only, I think it is the only coal-fired pizza kitchen in all of Oklahoma. It's the way pizza was originally invented. It's outstanding. They've also got a place coming soon here that's attached, the Reserve. It's going to be like a place that you rent out. It's going to have a full craft bar, uh, catering kitchen, private dining, like really really awesome design on the inside and if you don't know we're out here right by the the new development selah which is is coming in 540 acre new urbanism development that's going in really really cool it's going to have commercial and residential kind of mixed art type of stuff coming in here as well really really cool out here in Goldsby, oklahoma you got to check it out we'll
0: It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Layman. Thursday of OU Texas Week. So we're gonna be, where are we gonna be tomorrow? In Dallas. I'll tell you where we're gonna be. We're gonna be in Dallas at the Omni downtown Dallas, 555 South Lamar. We're gonna be there basically from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. tomorrow with some free ref swag to give away. We've got brand new ref army t-shirts, we've got ref koozies. We've even got Ref Believe in Brent Buttons to give out tomorrow, so uh, come by and see us and get uh, the newest uh, line of the Ref Army T-shirt. Gonna be uh, gonna be a lot of fun. Text line's got hmm. a lot of opinions on the uh, Quinn Ewers situation. Oh, good. Yeah, someone's saying that's uh, what we're looking for. Could this be the case that the money paid to Quinn Ewers pressured the coaches? That's way to know KC. Uh,
1: I have no idea how that works. I can't begin to even act like I know. I gotta I gotta tell you though, man, if I am Steve Sarkeesian and I wanna play Hudson Card and either a kid or his agent or a donor that has signed him to an NIL is telling me that He needs to play because of money. I would tell everyone to get stuffed. All right? I I would not care about that at all. I'm playing who I think gives us the best chance to win. Now, I have no idea how that dynamic works. Maybe that is the case. Maybe that he does feel pressure and there was promises made, but I don't know. Uh, 21 of 27 for 3.05 and three touchdowns, um, I'd probably roll with the hot hand, but who knows? It's crazy if that's the case.
0: Austin says, might be due to Hudson Card's ankle, though. I didn't know that he had an ankle yeah. injury. Is that is that right?
1: Yeah, he's, he's had it, but I think he's supposedly – he kind of got past it and was playing better – like feeling better through the West Virginia game and, and came out of it healthy. But, I mean, perhaps. Don't forget, though, Quinn Ewers is coming off of that that SC joint issue, which is right there where your collarbone connects to your rib cage in the front. And, dude, trust me, I've had that injury. It's painful as hell, and it does not take much at all to flame that sucker up yeah he got, now, he got hit
0: in about three weeks either so it'll be the first right. time now hopefully
1: i'll tell you that it, it's a it's a fairly stable it's more stable than your ac joint on the top of your shoulder but both of those are aren't really a it's a pain tolerance issue and you're you're not really at risk of doing anything worse other than just kind of making that that joint fall apart a little bit worse. It's not like what you would consider to be an active, like a, a joint that moves, but it is two bones being joined together. The point is, like, if that sucker gets flamed up, you take a hit on it, man, it hurts so bad that I don't know if he would be able to be effective at all. I Even if he was to uh, inject that area. With some painkillers,
0: yeah. Text line says so. Blitz him. Sweep the leg. Come on, come after him. And I, I mean, I, I like that mentally more than anything. It's like, all right, you're back after an injury. Let's let's heat you up a little bit. I mean, ideally, it'd be nice just to be able to get pressure with your uh, front four. Yeah, you know. But I, I do like the kind of the mentality of. All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna put some pre- We're not gonna allow you to sit back and get comfortable. We're gonna heat you up a little bit and make you start off the game with some high pressure spots. I, I like that 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 mindset defensively. Yeah,
1: I mean that's I like that mindset. It makes sense. Like if you can get home, but what you're really doing is like you're taking the mental pressure off of him and adding some, like, pocket pressure. Like, if it were me, ultimately I would want a freshman inexperienced quarterback having to read through zone coverage to make the right throw. Like, that's what I would want. But, you know, ultimately you want to be able to to change looks and constantly keep him guessing. Um, But, you know, the problem with just dialing up blitz after blitz is – you're leaving your secondary out to dry on a really, really good receiving yeah. core.
0: It is a little bit weird. I know that Texas didn't, like, come out and announce it themselves. Like, I guess someone just broke the story. But, you know, we're talking about, well, one of the advantages OU does have is the kind of the advantage of the unknown, who's going to start at quarterback, and we're not going to find out that information until Saturday. I don't know why Texas didn't go about it the same way. Granted, I, I think that they're probably going to run the same – you know, offensive game plan no matter who's at quarterback, but why let that information slip if you don't have to, especially, like, on Thursday afternoon? It'd be different if it was Friday night or the Saturday morning before, but Thursday afternoon, that's – I don't know. I guess I find that interesting. Well, Probably hang on a second. So,
1: you're telling me that Texas didn't even say this? Who said it?
0: Uh, I, Well, maybe they did. I thought someone just reported it nationally that that was the case.
1: Yeah. Well – I don't know. I mean, could be a little bit of misinformation, but the the thing with those two guys is it's not like you're you're dealing with you're dealing with two different style players. They're they're fairly similar. Pete, Thamble it's not like you've got it
0: uh, of ESPN, by the way. That's that's who did it.
1: I mean, he's he's pretty legit, right? I mean,
0: I don't think it's misinformation. Like I I believe that Quinn Ewers is going to start on Saturday. I don't. Yeah, think Yeah, it
1: doesn't change anything for Oklahoma defensively nothing at all now you may have a little bit maybe different philosophy as far as kind of like what we were talking about whether you blitz or not I mean that may influence that some but it doesn't influence any of what you actually put in it's not like the two quarterbacks are one's Michael Vick and the other is Peyton Manning. Like one guy can scramble around like crazy and the other guy. I no, is an I absolute don't know. Statue. I was led to
0: believe that Quinn Ewers was Peyton Manning this offseason. So if <laughs> if Hudson cards Michael Vick, then that what that comp checks out actually.
1: <laughs> All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Pryor's Pizza Kitchen out here in Goldsby, uh, only coal-fired pizza kitchen in Oklahoma you got to come check us out. TV's everywhere. Football. Watch.
0: Cavens Construction bringing to you hour number one of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, CavensConstruction.com for all of the services they can provide for you. This is not going to be a surprise at all, but in terms of the uh, national media members picking this game, I haven't seen anyone pick any OU. Uh, A couple of the 24-7 guys picked OU to lose by double digits yesterday. Uh, I think like ten. Mm-hmm. One guy picked ten points. The other guy picked eleven. Stuart Mandela, the athletic, picked Texas thirty-eight, OU thirty-four. Like no one's picking OU to win, but no one's picking OU to get blown out. It seems that the only people that are picking OU to lose seventy to three are OU fans themselves. That's the only <laughs> people. Just kind of odd. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, it's interesting. You know. It's the way we've played the last two weeks. It's hard to really have any real confidence in picking anything that has to do with Oklahoma, right? The defense has out of nowhere gone uncharacteristically bad. Um, the offense has stalled. I. Yeah. I have to feel like we're going to improve defensively.
0: Got to. It can't
1: be worse. Can't but be. we said that after Kansas State. <laughs> um, if
0: this team has anything to them, they'll they'll show up and they'll play a lot better game. And that's kind of where I'm at as to why I think it's going to be close. Is I don't think Texas is good enough to blow out a whole lot of teams, and I think an improved OU is is one of those teams. I I, I think it'll be close. Yeah.
1: I, I, I firmly believe, and I've, I've said this over the last week, I don't think we are as bad as we've looked over the last two weeks. All right? The Kansas State game was an anomaly, and then TCU just totally fell apart on us. We're better than that, and I think we'll see a better football team. Do we win? I don't know. We'll see. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two, The Rush, coming up next here from Pryor's Pizza Kitchen.